Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Oh, you fucker. That was about (laughs) four seconds. That was the biggest gap pause I've ever done. And I'll admit to that one. A lot in the past I don't think I've actually done, but you've inserted them. But I did that one. The reason was I was reading the appendix of Roy Keane's book, because we're nearly at the end now. Yeah. And after the final chapter, there's an appendix. And I've only just noticed this. People were not happy, but life goes on. Nobody died. Nobody died! (laughs) Roy Keane interview. The island captain talks exclusively to Tom Humphreys on why he almost quit the World Cup squad and what made him stay in the end. So this is an extra bit bit they added in about Saipen, right? I haven't seen that, but is that worthy of an episode on its own or is there not much in there? I'll tell you what, let's do the last chapter and then if we've got some time, it's literally a QA. and a So to give you a flavour of it, first questions. So, Ray, after all the effort you put into getting the team here, what makes you announce that you were going home after a training ground row? Well, it was the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> I basically had enough of certain things. I've come over here to do well, and I want people around me to do well. If I feel we're not all wanting the same things, there's no point. It's been going on a while. It's the whole fact of being away, like every other footballer. Maybe I should just be okay with it, but enough's enough. I'm banging my head against the brick wall regarding certain issues about this trip. The trip is the tip of the iceberg. Like I said before, just a moment ago, it's the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> From the training facilities to all sorts. Relax, so, pussycat. Yeah, it kind of goes on like that. Relax. Yeah. Have a cream cake. Come on, Ray. You're on holiday. It's great. Fun. It's not a holiday. We're at the bloody World Cup. We're here to win it, aren't we? Oh, <laughs> come on, Ray. You're being silly now. <laughs> <laughs> so... We think this is going to be the last episode in this Keen Odyssey. Mm. Partly because we're fucking sick of it. <laughs> it's not been as good as the first one. It hasn't. We've we done did, our best. I.e. the we've, second book. We, we can only work with the material we've got. We've tried to do our best, but apologies if it hasn't been very good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck you. I'm not apologising. Well, thanks for your money. Yeah. Um... Where are we? We're at the uh, second leg of the Leverkusen uh, Champions League semi-final. Uh, this is the period where Roy thinks that United have dipped following the treble. He says, as we stood for the UEFA anthem before the second leg of that semi-final, one of our players was fucking shaking. He was afraid. Played for his country, won championships, big star, fucking afraid of taking the big step up. He doesn't name him. He doesn't name him. I'm guessing it's either Gary Neville or David Beckham, though. <laughs> fits all the descriptions plus there's that you know that veiled contempt that he yeah. seems to have for the for the young lads um, 
It's definitely I, Beckham. It's definitely Beckham. You're saying big star. Gary Neville wouldn't yeah. have been regarded as a big star yeah, back it's Beckham, then. Isn't it? He was the least starry in the team, in fact, Gary Neville. And if wasn't you he? put together the first letter of all the words in that sentence, it spells out mm. David Beckham. So, yeah, that's that's definitely who it is. Insert one of those riddles in here, <laughs> Dumphy. Like I told you. All my You're books gonna... that I've written so far, Dumphy, have had a little riddle in somewhere. This is the first book you've done, Roy, to be fair. Yeah, but it's... put a fucking riddle in it. It's a fucking enigma code, what is what that is. No one would be able to break that. Not even <laughs> Alex Ferguson. Spell out David Beckham in words. Um, I thought, Christ, let me enjoy this. This semi-final of the Champions League. What you live for. Relax. Have a cream cake. This is where we need to be. This is where you have to go. Uh, afterwards, they'd lost it, obviously. I looked around, it wasn't hurting some of them enough. Lauren Blanc was sitting there gutted. I felt sorry for uh, Seba, who was, what was he called again? The fucking Argentine lad that they signed for 28 million. Heinzer. No, the midfielder. Oh, Veron. Veron, yeah. Just goes to show, doesn't it? I've forgotten who he was. Juan mm. Sebastian Veron cost 28 million, became the scapegoat for our season. Some of the others were getting away with murder. Blame Seba. Too easy. Wrong. Glory. Believing the play has gone a bit David Peace here. Glory. Believing the publicity has cost us. Rolex watches. Garages full of cars. Fucking mansions. Set up for life. Forgot about the game. Lost the hunger that got you the Rolex. The cars. The mansion. The Rolex. The Rolex. The watch. London, Paris, the Tokyo, Munich. Everybody is talking about pop, pop music. music. Talk about. <laughs> Put that in Dumphy. London, Paris, I... Tokyo, Munich. Everybody's talking about Pop music. Do you see what I'm saying to you, Dumpy? I can't put that in. It's going to cost money to get the rights for it, and it's going to be too expensive for the book. I'll do the riddle, but I'm not putting the pop music lyrics in. I'm sorry. What are you talking about, license? I just made those up at the top of my head. Oh, oh no, now, Roy. Roy. I think you'd find. I know sometimes you, the brain can trick you into thinking that you thought about it. Roy, come and sit in the car with me. I've got a cassette. I want you to play a little song of that cassette because it's a song you'll recognise from what you've just been saying there. Fine. So, Don't put it in if you're going to get your fanny and twist over it. Like <laughs> this instead then. Video killed a radio star. How about that? <laughs> no, that's a song too, Roy. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. We're trying go. to make this the last episode, but we're getting sidetracked. Yeah. Um... Arsenal at home, second last game of the season, summed it up. Men against boys, they killed us. Didn't create a chance. Couldn't even put it up to them. On the slide, no doubt about it, that's where we are. Yesterday's heroes. Raymond van der Gau won't get the chance to put it right. Fantastic guy, Raymond. Great pro. Great pro. Fit. Really hard worker. Played only 48 games in six years. Always prepared. Never let us down. Raymond and his family love Manchester. At 38, he's been let go. He had to tell his wife, Marita, and kids they were heartbroken. His wife cried. Cruel as football. It's fucking 38. Cause have let him go. What the fuck? Okay, now. So, we've got this player here who's uh, played 48 times for us in six years. He's 38 years of age. Uh, what should we do with him? Offer a new five-year deal? No, I'll let him go. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but his family do love Manchester. And his and... wife might cry. To be well, fair, although he yeah. never plays for us, on the rare occasion he does, he always seems relatively physically fit. 
<laughs> so, and it'd be a shame for him if we didn't give him a five-year contract. On those times when he's played for us, he's never actually gone down with cramp or anything like that, so he seems to be in good nick. <laughs> he still seems able to dive about, which is a Keep prerequisite for a goalie. And unlike Bosnich, he turns up on time every morning. And he's never on cocaine, as far as we can tell. <laughs> um, another anecdote from his Irish travels. Uh, this is from the Ireland qualifying cam- campaign of Euro 96 towards the end of Big Jack's time as national team manager. Uh, he says, I only played three or four games in the qualifiers because of injury. Uh, but Dennis and Paul McGraw were witnesses to this story. The day before a match, the team went to Lansdowne Road for a training session. On the way, they stopped at a branch of Harry Ramsden's oh. notorious fish and chip shop. Notorious, yeah. The <laughs> fuck this is the, the day before qualifier the photographers were on hand to capture the Irish team tackle their first big challenge of the week Harry's challenge <laughs> a giant sized haddock with chips and beans or peas with a sweet Ooh. to follow eat up lads urged Jack <laughs> I can imagine this now how do you think we won the fucking world cup in 1966 Without Massive a decent addicts. fucking meal inside of us. <laughs> Eat up, lads, urged Jack. Some of the lads tucked into Harry's challenge, then off to Lansdowne Road for the final training session. The next day, yes, Austria won 3 1. Some of the lads reported that their legs went 20 minutes from the end. Fucked. But they had passed <laughs> Harry's challenge, says Roy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'd love to do Harry's Challenge. No, Problem no. is I don't eat fish anymore. Well, I'll do it do for Harry, you. Harry's Challenge with a vegetarian alternative for no, me. No, probably not. I can do it for you. It'll be one of our summer specials. Uh, we got Harry <laughs> you Ramsden's. join us live yeah. from Notorious Fish and Chip Shop, Harry Ramsden's, where Andy is doing two Harry's Challenges, <laughs> no, no, one no, for himself one. and one for Sam. Now, you've got to no, do your no. own one, no, and then no, you've got no, to do no, mine. No. So I can eat the challenge, and you can commentate Throughout, yeah. and that'll be. That'll I be wonder what the sweet is. I bet it's something Ooh. quite rich and suety, like a spotted dick. Spotted dick or something. Yeah, he doesn't mention that actually. It might be in the uh, the amended version that came out in paperback. <laughs> Significantly, Ireland failed to qualify for Euro '96 because of that defeat. Holland beat them easily in a playoff game at Anfield. That was Harry's challenge, says Roy. Still fucking bitter about it. Oh dear, Mick McCarthy's just took over. Oh shit. Mick McCarthy then succeeded Big Jack as Ireland manager in February 1996. He was familiar with the Irish scene, so he'd do. Who we got was familiar with the Irish scene to take over from Big Jack. Oh, oh your man. What about your man, Mick McCarthy? Is he Irish? He, he, he seems to like know his way around the Emerald Isle. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's about 38, so he's been around a while. He'll do it. Um... He and I had never hit it off. Well, you know, we find that out, don't we, really, mm. later on. McCarthy was part of the Charlton legend. Captain Fantastic. Sometimes he played the role, though he didn't convince me. Still, when he got the job, I thought, let bygones be bygones. Millwall had played good football. Maybe he'd encouraged Ireland to develop from the primitive Charlton style. <laughs> what about this? I played my first game under McCarthy against Russia at Lansdowne Road. Andy Townsend was captain for this friendly international. I bet that really got to Roy as well. Ooh, uh, Andy Townsend, yeah. a Cockney captain in Ireland when he's in the team next to him in midfield. Oi, oi! Uh, yeah, that top of the morning to you. Yeah! Hey? 
<laughs> Where's these four-leaf clovers I've been hearing all about? What, shamrock? I don't know. Fucking same thing, innit? Fuck me, look at Keno. He's got a face like a slack toss. What are you going to do, pal? Hit me with your shillelagh, is it? Come on, let's all have a fucking Guinness. A bit of black curtain, mind, please, love. <laughs> He's gone. When Andy was subbed, I was given the armband. I was sent off for kicking a Russian. <laughs> Keen disgrace was the next day's story. Really, do you want to add any more detail to that, Roy? What more detail do you want? I've told the story as it happened. He was subbed, I got the armband, then I got sent up for kicking a Russian. <laughs> Is that detailed enough for you, Dumphy? Do you want me to write a fucking poem down for you with McQuill? Are, are you having problems with your word count or something? It's very simplistic, <laughs> that's what happened. Put it down. I kicked a Russian. <laughs> and I can tell you this, if FIFA have got to the point where they'll send an honest pro like me, Roy Keenoff, simply for the act of kicking a Russian... And this game might as well pack up and fucking go home. Switch off the lights if you're the last out the door because football's dead. <laughs> I was sent off for kicking a Russian. Um, That's all he says about it. He, you know, he's, he's got mixed feelings about the whole Ireland thing. And he says, mm. I loved Ireland. It was my home and home to my closest friends and family. Um, the story ran, I didn't play, I didn't care about playing for my country. I deeply resented this. I'm more Irish than the Irish thing. <laughs> I'm more Irish than Ireland. You couldn't be more Irish than me. I sometimes think I had to leave Ireland because it wasn't Irish enough for me. <laughs> Every single cunt in Ireland, with the exception of perhaps me mam and a couple of others, are fucking bluffers, chancers, plastic paddies. I was so sick of the gentrification of Ireland. I felt like I wanted to just retreat to me spider hole and be purely Irish the whole time. Create a pure Irish world, underground, with just me and Triggs, me dog. <laughs> the most Irish dog you'd ever meet, by the way. All right, so it's a Labrador, not an Irish setter, but, you know. <laughs> technicalities. Culturally, like. Um, the super Irishman. He goes, the bullshit is in the squad, but clever about wearing their Irishness like a badge of honour. Yeah. The super oi, oi. Irishman. <laughs> Fucking bluffers and PR men who pandered to the media and the fans as if they'd invented being Irish, which they couldn't have done because I did. Uh, wasn't it obvious he goes wasn't it obvious I was Irish from Mayfield in Cork the most Irish place in Ireland <laughs> I didn't need lessons in Irish I was Irish yeah we get the point <laughs> uh, Andy Townsend I don't need lessons in Irish oi oi right thinking that you might want to up the old Irishness a bit because uh, some of the people have been whispering saying you're not enough of a paddy not like me know what I mean I'll give you a few simple tips. You want to start listening to the calls a bit more on the old car stereo. Wear a green tie in the old press conferences. Bit of the old fiddle dee dee when you're talking. You know what I mean? What the fuck are you talking about, Townsend? Get get yourself down to... You're messing with my mind now. Get yourself down to HMV, Roy. Get yourself some Liam Neeson movies. (laughs) He's fucking knockout, he is. (laughs) After missing several games, I was selected to play against Iceland at home in a World Cup qualifier. McCarthy played me as a sweeper. <laughs> what a cunt. That sentence is just dripping with contempt, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. McCarthy played me as a sweeper. What the fuck is a sweeper, McCarthy? Do you even uh, know what it is? Is it just something you heard on the TV? And then, <laughs> and then, Cathal Durvin, a mate of McCarthy's, 
wrote a column that morning accusing me of betraying my country and urging oh. the crowd to boo me <gasps> when I appeared that afternoon. McCarthy's mates writing in the paper that the crowd have got to boo him. Some did, but it seemed half-hearted. We drew nil-nil. I managed to stifle the renowned Icelandic attack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He started on fucking Iceland now. What have they done? <laughs> It then moves on to the next tournament, the 1998 World Cup Finals. We failed to qualify for that as well. If we'd beaten Iceland in Dublin, we would have qualified. So therefore, if you hadn't played me as a fucking sweeper, Mick McCarthy, against Iceland, we would have qualified for the 1998 World Cup Finals. If you put me in midfield, where I belong, where I could get forward and possibly get on the end of something and get a goal, we would have qualified for the World Cup. But no, you played me as a fucking sweeper. Jalapeño. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Jalapeño. Have you heard this thing about Paul McGrath and Brian Adams? He goes, <laughs> big par, angel of a man, great player. He was battling the booze. He went to bed one night at nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. <laughs> he was dry. Is that Ireland what his anecdotes? preparing for a world cup qualifier against macedonia mccarthy had organized the trip to a brian adams concert right you lot i've organized a trip to see brian adams hey everything i do i do it for you think about them lyrics when you walk out onto the pitch right it's about teamwork that is his orders remember that and no sniggering when he does summer of 69 Right. It's a good song. It resonates a with a lot song. of people. He did not write it with any kind of revolting sexual act in mind, despite <laughs> what your childish brains might conjure. It's not what it's about at all. It's about him buying a guitar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, are we all here? There you go. He goes, where's Paul? His orders were that everyone should go, you're all bloody going. Right, <laughs> this man is the king of rock and roll. Forget your Elvis, forget your Bruce Springsteen, Things all the rest of them. Your Billy Jones. Right, this man is shaking things up. He's breaking the rules. He's redefined rock and roll for a new generation. And you're all going to be there. And when you look back on your lives, you'll remember that you were there to see Brian yeah. Adams, the king, the groover yeah. from Vancouver in Dublin. Right. <laughs> he said everyone else should go. The bus was leaving the hotel at nine o'clock. Where's Paul? McCarthy right, hang said. on. Hang on. This is bollocks. The bus is leaving to go to a gig at nine o'clock. No yeah. one... F- it, it says further down there, right? It says, 
Paul knew the dangers of going to a gig due to start at 10 o'clock. No one comes on stage at 10 o'clock. No one. Not There's even bastards. There's always a curfew. 11 o'clock curfew in all venues. Yeah, exactly. This is bollocks. Well, Sorry, Roy. He's gone to his room. He's not coming. Paul knew the dangers, yeah. Temptation. Temptation. Late night. Booze flowing. He's got David Peace again here. Yeah. Low-level L- rock and roll. Late night. Temptation. Booze flowing. London, Paris, Tokyo, Munich. Everybody's like, no. <laughs> no, Roy, you're doing it again. Okay, fine. Right. Get back on track. So he wanted to stay out of the way instead of the hotel. Not appreciating Paul's fears. McCarthy demanded. He just... Get Paul McGrath down here now. Right. <laughs> this is disrespectful to me, to his teammates, and most of all to Brian Adams himself. <laughs> He's expecting us. All of us. Right. Now, I hear a whisper that he may be planning a collaboration with Melanie C, a.k.a. Sporty Spice, <laughs> out of the Spice Girls. That will happen in the future. <laughs> and that will take his stardom into the stratosphere. So Paul McGrath, alcoholic or non- not, has to be here to witness him <laughs> while he can. Look, you'll because I can tell in a this. few years' time, you will not be able to get tickets for a concert like this. He's going to be playing stadiums. It's not going to be as intimate as tonight will be. Like <laughs> I've just said, you'll struggle for tickets. You know, <laughs> you'll thank me for this one day. Get yourself out of bed. I don't care but you, you, you've got to understand he's, he's been in rehab I do not care I could not give a monkeys about his dependency on alcohol it's irrelevant just don't have any look away when other people are having some Simple or maybe as that. just have an half just drink have a it off you know? yeah have an half just don't have any spirits how about that have a beer Doesn't just don't even mix your drinks <laughs> have a bit every three beers have a glass of water <laughs> Make sure you have a packet of crisps at some point, line your stomach. Come on. When, when you get home, have a pint of water, a banana, a two pound of seatable. You'll be fine. You'll be right as rain next morning. Now, some people swear by Dyrolite, which is that diarrhea thing you get from the chemist, right? You buy it off the shelf at Boots. It rehydrates you. Give it to kiddies when they got the shits, see? But it's also good if you've been out on the sip. You have one of them, and you wake up right as rain because it rehydrates the body. Now get down there. No, he's, you don't understand, boss. Paul's an alcoholic. He's trying not to drink him. No, I've seen a documentary about one of them rehab places. What was it called? The Priory. That's all they do. They just encourage you to have a pint of water, a banana, and a bit of dyrolite when they finished before they go to bed. It's not hard. And then he says. Uh, the concert ended after midnight. Again, this is bollocks. No concerts end after midnight. Bullshit. <laughs> Unless Roy's on a different fucking time zone or something. Is there a different time zone in Ireland? Don't think there is, is there? No, I don't think so. No. Well, they're very strictly religious in Ireland, so it probably has to end even earlier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If not, the nuns come round and fucking shut it down. So the long, the long and short of it is that Paul went to the gig, and it says he says Paul was sucked in. He arrived back at the airport hotel at two o'clock the following afternoon. Oh, I'm fucking twatted. I can't believe it. I should have known. I no lost man, my banana. No man can go to a Brian Adams concert sober. <laughs> Let's get real now. 
and I went on a 15 hour tear up and I lost my banana and I thought well what's the point of going to bed because I'm going <laughs> to just feel rough the next morning so I just fucking kept going uh, Paul, Paul was sucked in <laughs> what's says, the matter with you Paul did you forget to have the bag of crisps <laughs> that will have been what's done it <laughs> you got swept up in the excitement of witnessing plan. the king of rock and roll I'll give you a five-point plan to ensure you'd have a good night and not feel too many after-effects. And, you're and not go it. back to being an alcoholic. <laughs> McCarthy dropped him. He wouldn't be travelling to Macedonia. McGraw's booze shame the headlines read. Ireland lost in Macedonia, Roy says. <laughs> of course they fucking did. <laughs> Another tournament down the pan. So, uh, the draw for the World 2002 World Cup qualifiers Ireland were a tough group with Portugal and Holland McCarthy having played the Charlton era was well aware of the shambles that was preparation for Irish games poor training ground crap gear travel arrangements that confined the place to economy class while the big shots sat up in business or first class problems with Dublin headquarters the airport hotel the hotel's food was fine the staff were brilliant but it was on a roundabout at the end of a dual carriageway you couldn't go for a walk <laughs> <laughs> You could either stayed in your room or sat in the hotel lobby, which was tiny and so busy with fans, players, families and other guests, you had to fight to get a seat. Privacy was out of the question. Occasionally, when we had a couple of games in Dublin, you could be stuck in your room for a week or ten days. Nothing seemed to change. Sounds like how you prepare for podcasts sometimes, though, mate, because you like to go in premier ins, don't you? Well, I think travel lodge, yeah. I think economy hotels have improved a great deal since the era that... Roy Keane's talking about yeah I think they have but there's still like, just enough um, suffering there to help you focus the mind it's um, quite good you mean to not be in too much luxury because yeah, it makes you focus yeah. better if you're if you're in a prison cell of your own making mm. i.e. a travel lodge mm. then you can be in a prison cell of your own mind and you can focus on what needs to be done in what's the, the hierarchy the next morning? like between um, Premier Inn Holiday Inn Travelodge, and have I missed one out? Well, Holiday Inn's top, and then, and then Premier Inn. And then what about, I stayed in an Ibis when I was in mm. Edinburgh. How does that fit into it all? That was I've only, sta- really I've only nice. stayed in an Ibis once before, and that was in Hull. So I, right. can't, really, I can't really, you know, comment on that, because it was okay. all the variables were all over the place. Right. You're in Hull, you know, it's a city. Is it a city? Is it not a city? It was during the city of culture thing. So, you know, Is everyone it, was behaving differently. Country? It's cut off, isn't it? Isn't half cut off quite a lot by the Humber from the rest of the country? Anyway? Pretty much, yeah. You've got to go along a long motorway to get there. It's it's sort of out of the way. It's it's, it's almost its own, an independent state. Like it's got Cornwall. its own laws, its own economy, yeah. its own money. We should do a live show there. It'd be good. Yeah, we should actually. Stay in the big, big city hall. It's huge. Have we got any yeah. counters in Hull? If so, get in touch. I think we might have just alienated them in the last sixty seconds. With some of the well, things we said saying, about them. Get in touch. We'll try and make it up to you in some way. <laughs> When the draw for the World Cup was made, Roy arranged to meet McCarthy in Manchester. He came to the house. Fucking imagine, imagine how livid Kane would be about McCarthy coming to his house and having a look See, around at that. Coming fucking round. Don't bother tidying up. Here. There's no point. <laughs> this where we, you we, live we, then, is it? We, we can meet at a hotel or like, you know, a restaurant or something like that. No, I'll come to your house. Oh, Roy, it's me saying suddenly speaking through the letterbox it's me Mick McCarthy for fuck's sake there's a fucking bell and a, and a fucking door knocker what are you speaking through the letterbox for I didn't want to wake the kids it's the 
of the day, you daft bastard. And you'd wake them anyway with your stupid fucking English voice. Anyway, are you letting us in? All right, come in now. Is this where you live, then? Of course it's where I fucking live. I give you my address, you prick. <laughs> nice place. <laughs> what is it that you want? <laughs> Have you can got I a go toilet for... I can use? Shut up now. <laughs> I need to Why go for a shit. come here? <laughs> so, uh... As captain, I decided to level with him to make the case for a reformed approach. Let's have a go. Do it right. Sort these little things out. We discussed the problems. He agreed with me. It was not an easy conversation. We were not buddy-buddy, but it might be my last World Cup. And his if we got stuffed. One of the things we discussed was diet. Harry's challenge came up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At United and other top clubs, it was well known that pasta, fruit and cereals were the proper pre-game meal. So uh, McCarthy agrees with all this, and he says, I thought we had a deal. If anything, things seem to get worse. We went to Holland, travelled economy on the flight, checked ourselves in at the airport, carried our own bags. Fucking hell. We had only Harry, got 15 minutes Harry's of the duty free. What, what, what? What's for lunch? Harry's challenge. What? <laughs> fucking, are you joking rem- me, Bass? We discussed this. I know, but like, I don't know. I think there was a mix-up with the admin, and we booked in twenty Harry's challenges for our lunch before we get on the plane. I took a few notes when we had our conversation. That one of the things I wrote down was Harry's challenge. I assumed you thought that was a good thing, so we done it again. <laughs> oh Jesus, hell is bells. We're all having Harry's challenges. Yeah, we've paid for it now, so you sort of got a. <laughs> Am I ever going to have a successful international tournament? <laughs> What's the, the matter? Day Don't the... you like fish? <laughs> That's not the point. Arsene Wenger says fish is good. <laughs> we were having something to eat before we left the hotel. I came down to the restaurant and saw some of the lads sitting at a table eating cheese sandwiches. I couldn't believe it. We discussed diet. Fucking cheese sandwiches! An hour and a half before training! 24 hours before a vital World Cup qualifier! Against Holland! <laughs> Do you think the Dutch are eating cheese sandwiches now? I don't know what the Dutch eat. Frankly, I don't care. But I'm fucking certain it's not cheese sandwiches. Oh, man. I walked over to the staff table. Where's the pasta, fruit and cereals, I asked. Silence. As I turned away and discussed, a voice piped up. Ian Evans, McCarthy's right-hand man. He said, you should have asked for that stuff. <sighs> Ooh, that's a power play there. That's a big power play. I went back to my room. Jesus, I thought, was I wasting my time or what? You should have asked for that stuff. As it happens, I did. <laughs> I told Mick McCarthy and Mick Byrne, the team physio, about the pre-match developments. So then Roy went back to his room and had a pizza. Duh. <laughs> had a pizza in. Fuck it, I'll have a pizza instead. Did I not ask for pasta, fruit and cereals? What are cereals, though? Does he literally mean like one of them multi-packs that you get, or what? I think so, yeah. Well, one of them's Ricicles, one's Rice Krispies, one's Cocoa Pops. Cheerios. Yeah. Maybe Frosties. Just- just next, like one of the, one of them eight packs. Yeah, one after the other. He probably sometimes I mix them all in my mouth at once, and then pours the milk in and makes a mouth cereal. Yeah, it's a mouth cereal. <laughs> Saves I'm washing up. That's the way we do it at United. It was Alex Ferguson's idea, matter of fact. It's good enough for him. It's good enough for you, Mick. <laughs> Laddie, let me stop you there. Don't put your Rice Krispies in a bowl. Pour it straight in your mouth, followed by the milk. Followed by the Frosties. It's a taste <laughs> sensation. And it saves on washing up time. <laughs> That's a good idea, that gaffer. <laughs> I'll pass that on to Mick McCarthy, see what he thinks. 
In an interview with the journalist Paul Kimmage, I expressed my views about the travel and training arrangements. I suppressed the cheese sandwich story. <laughs> Instead, I spent most of the interview extolling the virtues of the mouth cereal. <laughs> <laughs> what newspaper is this going in again? It'll be the Irish Times, right? Good. Now, write it down, right? It's a bit of nutritional advice for all those fuckers out there reading this. Is this going on your recipes page, is it? No, it's going on the sports pages. Well, put it on the recipe page. Do yourself a favour. Michael Kennedy got in touch. The people at Kellogg's have been in touch with a very interesting advertising opportunity for me. I turned it down. I had to focus. Focus on the World Cup. <laughs> they wanted me to be the new Tony the Tiger. Obviously, that was appealing because he'd been one of my heroes growing up. Like Apparently, he died. It was very sad. But I wasn't in the right place, mentally or emotionally, to start dressing up as a tiger and advertising cereals just to know. I said to Michael, maybe it's something to think about after retirement. <laughs> Regardless of that, I got myself a tiger costume and started wearing it around the house a bit more. <laughs> just to make I found it comforting. The players don't think about what they're going to do after retirement. <clears throat> I was planning, even back then, by practicing being a tiger. I was... I was always a big fan of those method actors and I thought if I'm going to be a tiger at some point 10 years down the line might as well start practising now I'd prowl, I'd prowl the around tiger, the garden on my hands and knees roaring scaring the kiddies you know <clears throat> eating raw steak off of the grass <laughs> and then uh, end of that qualifying campaign Ireland qualified via a playoff against Iran uh, and Roy hadn't been fit but he managed to play he got permission from Ferguson to play uh, and they won 2-0 uh, Roy wasn't played as a sweeper he was played in his correct position and uh, there we are Ireland qualified for the World Cup and unfortunately that's, that's where this episode but comes to an end we haven't managed although we did say it might be the last episode I think that Saypen which this whole book's been building up to demands its own episode it probably demands its own 18 part it does and who knows between now series. and next week you and I might even decide that that's what we're going to do is the next deep dive for the Iron File in society. Yeah, we might well do that. Well, it'll be that or Dick Turpin, so wait and see. Yeah, one of them. You can just tweet us and let us know what you prefer. Mm. Right, that's it from this one. We will be back with more Roy Kane next week. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate your uh, custom. We do, yeah. That and your support. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details